0: What do you want? Scream Queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling the police. Scream Queens horror podcast. What do you want? Scream Queens horror podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. They give me those shoes. They're mine. Give them back to me. Well, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, snipping jockstrap? It
1: is time to keep your appointment with the Wicca Man.
0: It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes?
2: I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to
0: meet that now. <laughs> the living dead.
2: They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch. It was
0: an asylum and it was hell. Twenty years of pure hell. The devil wins sometimes. What's thou like to live deliciously?
3: Mm-hmm. To a new world of gods and monsters.
4: Hello and welcome to and Queens, the horror podcast with the queer eye view. My name's Jonathan Larkin. I'm Jonathan Butler.
2: I'm Moss Infinity.
3: I'm Stephen Moore. was oh, that. I was about to do that. Oh. <laughs>
4: Okay. I was about to do a Stephen Moore impression, which I loved before. I was just going to go, Stephen Moore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephen isn't with us tonight. Um, you, might, you might notice that in the last two episodes, Martin wasn't here, but Stephen was here. The episode before that, our live episode, Martin was there, but Stephen wasn't. And yet again tonight, Martin is here and Stephen isn't. I wondered if there's some sort of feud going on between the two <laughs> that you haven't told us about. Yeah. Do you want to let the group in on what, what's going no, on? It'll be little,
2: it'll, um, it'll be a it'll be a mini series done by Ryan Murphy.
4: Uh, okay, right. Feud two. Feud two. Who's going to play you and Stephen?
2: Um, Jeanette Cranky
0: or play
4: Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really insult, but he won't actually know who it is. No. <laughs> For your time, for Google. No, Google it, dear. <laughs> <it's a> <laughs> <laughs> Tilda Swinton as well. Tilda Swinton. I heard a horrible
1: story about the Crankies Oh God! Oh yeah, no. palled into dogger, aren't they? Oh yeah, swinger, oh, yeah, the yeah. swingers, yeah. swingers and doggers. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh. Does she dress as a schoolboy when she does yeah Oh, probably. I, don't know. I would. I they, also They, recognize recognize they talked
2: <laughs> about it. In, they talked about it in some some tabloid paper years ago, yeah. like the Sunday Sport or something. Oh wow. With think, the
1: photographs think if you went oh, talking yeah. and you the crankies were there you'd just go you? and <laughs> well, well, yeah.
4: I would you don't <laughs> it's a sick world John <laughs> you just don't know what.
2: anything you can imagine people can be into they are into yeah
4: uh, Stephen has actually had a conference today I was going to make up a, an elaborate story about this conference that he's at and say so he's like had the annual slut conference and all this sort of however The story probably doesn't do justice to reality because if you see photographs, I'll get him to tweet a photograph of his outfit for this conference. It's something really corporate and professional, but he's gone in head-to-toe vegan leather. (laughs) And he looks amazing. Stephen, you look
1: fabulous. What Uh, was the theme? Was there a theme of this? Or was it just you just wanted to dress like that? He hasn't
4: actually explained himself yet. He probably will eventually. Maybe he'll explain it to all of you on our next episode when he's back in the room. But he said something about village people
1: yeah it's like oh shit I've spent hundreds mm. on this
4: fake leather I better wear it yeah yeah. but he looks fabulous It really really suits him Ben was like oh my god have you seen Stephen and all his leather I think Ben's like oh there's a new Leather Queen on the block I better oh. I better watch my back I commented on the photograph with an aubergine emoji and uh-huh. I was only half joking
2: I take back my impression I'm Stephen Moore <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stephen
4: Moore <laughs> and I'm a stud Lips or lips. So, uh, we're talking about a film tonight that is very, very... Would you say it's quite hyped at the moment? Yeah, definitely. It's on the lips of most serious horror fans at mm. the moment. Oof, pardon me. Um, and it's a remake of one of the most famous Jallo films ever made. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, just for our Jello listeners, it was, that was just to piss you off, really. <laughs> we know it's not a Jello. It's really not a fucking Jello, so millennials who are writing
1: opinion posts about Susperia. stop calling it a JALLO the, you know fuck all the, the, the description fact. on the House website calls it a classic JALLO yeah I was like mm. these people are idiots you think you'd know better you, you, well you would <laughs> think they would know better okay in
4: 1977 the horror loving world was introduced to the mother of size a riot of primary colours prog rock and ballet gave birth to Suspiria the tale of a doe-eyed Susie Banyan played by Jessica Harper an American dance student who goes to Munich to hone her craft arriving at the Tanz Dance Academy in the middle of a storm Susie finds herself plunged into a nightmarish fairy tale as she slowly comes to realise the academy houses a couple of witches operating under the watchful eye of the wheezing ailing Helena Marcos. The film was inspired. I don't know. Just found this out. The film was inspired by Dario Nicolodi's grandmother, who, as a child, went to a prestigious boarding school to study, only to discover that black magic was being practiced at the boarding school. Wow. Now you read different sources, and various sources say that Dario Argento has since said she made that up, mm. but. Daria, you we, we, we chat every now and then on Twitter, so I'm going to actually ask you this. Is it true? So that combines with Dario Argento's love for a 19th century book called Suspiria di Profundus. The film took shape and changed the shape of Italian horror. With its delirious technical or dreams cakes... Dreams cakes? Dream, its, oh,
1: dream cakes. Oh, dream cakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Technical <laughs> or dream cake? Can we just talk about that for a while? Yeah. <laughs>
4: With its delirious technical dreamscapes, dreamlike gothic sets and a script that left logic at the door in favour of mood, feeling and style, it's been hailed by fans and critics as a masterpiece. Fast forward 40 years and Suspiria is back. Drained of its reds, greens and yellows and soaked in a dour, depressing, earthy brown, 2018's Suspiria follows a similar story. Susie Banyan, now played by Dakota Johnson, arrives at the Tanz Academy in the pouring rain in divided Berlin in 1977. Whilst the far-left in meinhof cause mayhem out in the streets and the Berlin Wall is literally on the doorstep of the academy, political unrest outside is mirrored by political unrest inside the school. Much like the original, witches are afoot, but there's dissension in the ranks, Susie is at all, she appears, and who the hell is Dr. Joseph Klemperer? 30. 2018 stars. Tilda Swinton as Madame Blanc, Dakota Johnson as the new Susie Banyan, Angela Winkler as Miss Tanner, Chloe Grace Moretz as Patricia, Elena Fokina as Olga, Mia Goth as Sarah, and Jessica Harper pops up as Anka. Alec Weck, the famous model, she actually turns up as well as one of the girls at the school. Um, And also Tilda Swinton does actually play a couple of other roles. Dr. Klimper and the um, mother herself, or so we think, Helena Marcos. I will say that the minute that this film opened with this this is a film in six acts six acts in an epilogue I giggled and I giggled throughout the film Mm. Um, I went to a preview screen and a fact Jonathan you were there weren't you
1: I was I think I was yeah
4: I was I feel like 90% of the people in that room were stroking their chins taking it very very seriously for the whole two and a half hours Mm. Whereas we on R.O. Uh, kept getting fits of the giggles throughout. Well, I know I did. Because I'm going to come out and say I think this is one of the most pretentious films I've seen in many, many years. And I've yeah. seen a lot of pretentious films. But
1: it's not necessarily a criticism. I did quite like it. Yeah, I'm still undecided. I, still, I don't know. The good yeah. bits are good. But as you say, it's just so pretentious. Yeah. So far up its own arse. It's,
4: uh, it's, um, it's like unbelievable. It's yeah. like if this film was made of chocolate, it would eat itself.
2: Yeah, I want to say it again, mm. partly because it didn't entirely hold my hold my attention. I found myself drifting off in the second act, <laughs> and I had to like think, no, you've got to pay attention. Yeah, you asked for my opinion when it came out of the cinema, and my summary opinion was interesting. Too many dream sequences. Poor Mrs. Blanc. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Poor Madame Blanc.
4: Poor Madame Blanc. This this very is quite is, a very different beast, isn't it, yeah. to, to the original film. So the film has been picked up and, uh, by Luca Guadagnino, who is the sort of darling of the film critics and art house cinema lovers at the moment. He is famous for Call Me By Your Name, hmm. swept the boards, didn't it, last year, and lots of people loved it. I didn't love it, by a long shot. Um, that one with
1: the guy has sex with a peach?
4: Yeah, Somebody Has a Wank with a Peach, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard of that. And that was a sumptuous film, it was very beautiful to look sumptuous. at. Sumptuous? Oh it's a, a good word sumptuous are you still thinking about the peach no no, no. That was I'm probably hungry <laughs> <laughs> I've got peaches in there but use, pre-filled use. <laughs> peaches and cream
3: Oh, dear. Just
4: I'm, all, I'm not hungry anymore no. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never be hungry again um, so that was a very sumptuous film what I didn't like about it was I didn't like the script and I didn't like the performers <laughs> but, but the film to look at and a lot of the shots that were used and he was very good at telling stories with visuals so I thought oh you know this is going to be an interesting watch Suspiria what's he going to do with it and I think a lot of it visually is quite interesting mm. I do I love the setting I love the fact that it's set in Berlin now mm. instead of Munich I love the seventies setting
1: and the Freiberg the original.
4: Yeah, That's what it was. yeah. I love the seventies setting. I love the sort of muted tones, and I love how sort of grim and depressing mm. it, it all looks. And I think, I think if anyone was ever going to try and remake *Suspiria*, if they were using the brain, they would go out of their way to do something completely different mm. to what the, to what the original was. And I think in that sense, he succeeded.
2: Yeah, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that was the right decision. I haven't seen *Cool Me*. By your name, or whatever it's actually called. Mm. Um, this doesn't make me want to make any
4: more of an effort to try and mm. see it. But you've seen his other film, haven't you? You've seen it because I liked it and you didn't, and it was a, I, am, I Am Love. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't enjoy it. That was from 2011, I think, or yeah. 12. You yeah. didn't really like that, did you? No. It? It's interesting you didn't like the script
2: of Call Me By Your Name because James Ivory, who wrote the script, wasn't happy with the film because they butchered his script.
4: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and oh, there was there was meant to some... be
2: and there was meant to be um more explicit sex in the film, but they took that out because both the stars had no nudity clauses in their contracts. I uh, didn't know any of that. So that I think that's I wonder what <coughs> film it would have been mm. had they stuck more closely to his script
4: oh uh, yeah that's interesting
2: um, but Suspiria yeah it is it, it's an interesting setting I like I did like the interplay between the politics within the city yeah, within the country and the terrorism and the and that reflected within the Within the academy.
4: So just to, so so just to uh, expand on that. Mm. So the original *Suspiria* opens with a character called Patty Hingle, doesn't it? And she's running off. She's discovered that the witches are witches. You know, she's mm. like, "Oh my God, this dance troupe is a coven. I need to get away." So she runs off in the middle of the night, in the middle of a storm, and goes to a friend, doesn't she? Um, and she's hearing the friend then murdered by somebody that you know we're wondering mm. who the, it is. The hairy hand. The it? big hairy hand, which makes me think of. Um, Father Ted's Mrs. Doyle. <laughs> uh, would you look at his hairy hand um, where is the so in the new one it's um Patty Hingles now Patricia mm-hmm. and she's 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 fleeing to go and speak to Dr. Joseph Clemper, isn't mm-hmm. she her psychiatrist and she's saying, The witches, they're trying to get me and all this sort of stuff. So she is so as Patricia is rumoured to be involved with the Bardamine. Is that right? Yeah. So the Bardamine half were uh, what there was like a far left terrorist group. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And they were like anti capitalism and they yeah. were bombing rich people, basically mm. was that was that Essentially. Around Berlin. Yeah. In the and the West Germany. West and... Germany. That all kinds of plays around the main story, doesn't it? Mm. It plays around the witch story and the academy story. And the stuff about the Lufthansa flight that's been hijacked, that's like an ongoing thread, yeah. isn't it, throughout the film. So you're saying you you quite like the way that's the interplay with that? Yeah. Was, I wasn't sure and I, I didn't know whether it 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 just it was distracting <laughs> I, me it
2: was a bit of a, it was a bit of distraction yeah I don't know it was a bit of distraction maybe that was part of pretentiousness maybe I don't know it's, yeah. I, I suppose like everything I've got some I've got mixed feelings because you've got all that going on on the street and you've got the politics of the Coven mm. Do, Who's mm. said Who's said is who are and
4: I could see that
2: and the parallel. and there's terror and there's people be, essentially being held against their will yeah. or you do you enrol in that school and stay there because you want to or are you captain
4: um, so do you think that that the parallel with, with the hostages with on the plane, the plane that was the point of that yeah. Yeah. does it
2: enhance the film don't know that it does actually mm, that was my big and thing. I think could have done without that and some of the dream sequences
3: mm.
1: <laughs> did <that> <laughs> I did actually like the dream sequences I thought they were some of the more interesting bits it was all I uh, some of the politics stuff it did drag on. I think when we came out to film, I think even was it Chris Brown even said, "What was the point of that character? Why was this character even in the film?" Doctor Clumper. Yeah. What was the point of this person? I know. For me, I felt like it was a bit of
4: nepotism. Mm, <laughs> and it yeah. Was, it was a bit of like showing off all of what Tilda can do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, for me, um, I've, I've today before we started the podcast. I decided to start looking through some of the reviews because I never read any before mm. I went to see the film because I don't like the reviews to influence the way I'm going to see the film because I'm so easily influenced. Um, but from what, I could get, from what I could say, the people who had issue, major issues with the film, the, the constant thread throughout all of those reviews was Tilda was great. Mm. Um, and I think she is. I think she's, yes. for me, she was the highlight of the film. I think she was really good as, but, as Madame Blanc. I thought she Definitely. was great. She was kind of reserved and mm. steely, mm. but there was a sense of kind of there was a sinister sense mm. of power about the mm. way you sort of knew that she that she was in control, even though she she looked like she was taking a bit of a backseat throughout the film. Could have easily played that character as quite a
2: cartoonish, caricature,
4: yeah. mm. fame sort of
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> Cruella de Vil crossover. And actually she did, she played it in a completely, like you say, in a very sort of cold, reserved sort of way and yeah. made it very sinister and, mm. um, and unnerving.
4: But still, when I was watching her perform as the Doctor, I was, for a lot of, a lot of it, thinking I don't, I'm not sure what the point of it is, I'm not sure. I mean, I get what the point they were trying to make, I get the point that, I get that they needed somebody who was outside of the coven looking in to, to start to realise that something was wrong and, mm. and being a bit of an antagonist. For the witches, I got that, but I wasn't sure. I don't know. I think maybe we spent too much time with them. Yeah, I think so. I think that
1: might be the issue. Half I think. of the length of the film was is with him, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And I just I don't think it adds enough to the story to justify it.
4: To be honest, I didn't think it added enough to the story. And also, I felt like well, first up, um, spoiler: the whole film after everything we've been through, the film ends on the subplot of Clemper and his wife, and his Ken, wife yeah. who he lost it ends on their little heart, love heart drawn on the, 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 the shack mm. where they lived yeah. I felt like that was a real letdown. Yeah. I felt like we just sat and watched two and a half hours of witches and then the end is on the subplot and I felt like I'm not too sure what reason you would have to end a film that way other than just to be a bit like oh well we're going to end it differently to the way you expect mm. but
1: that doesn't really give you anything no it felt like a bit empty. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't like that ending, to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. I think if it would have ended with him in bed, there's a scene where he, he's visited by someone, isn't he, mm. and explains things. I think if it might have ended there, that's kind of tying the two threads together, whereas, as you say, that just goes off on the subplot. Yeah, essentially. yeah that completely confused me why it
2: didn't
4: yeah. end there. Yeah, yeah. That's a part of me, because I, thought, I actually thought it was quite a nice scene. But I feel like it undid a lot of the power and a lot of the sort of it undid a lot of the the, the fear of the around that character who comes to visit him. Mm. Mm. We will go into spoils in a minute. Um, I felt like it, it sort of made her seem quite benevolent, mm. and undid a lot of that work really. And I feel like it would have been a better ending to so, come out after the big bloody massacre.
1: Maybe the impression he wanted to give for, of that character is that they are benevolent but also sinister. At the same time, yeah. you know, I can be both. If, you know, someone that is a good person, then, you know, we will treat them good. But yeah. anyone that goes against me, not not so much. I
2: sort of felt that about some staff in the school. There were times when... They seem really very witch-like and sinister. Mm. And then other times you thought, oh, no, they're quite warm and yeah. So maybe that was something they were trying to go. Yeah, they were trying to go for. Yeah, I don't know that they did that very effectively. I feel it was like enough for it to be. The stuff were a bit bizarre. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I feel like I feel like if are, I feel like a lot of the. A lot of the things that we keep coming back to about how you think it would be a a better film was if it was a tighter film. Yeah, I think that's got a lot to do with it. And I'm, you know, you'll probably notice if you've listened to a lot of our podcasts, you'll hear me moaning all the time about how every film I see now, I feel like, why didn't they cut 20 minutes from that film? Yeah, that
1: film could have easily lost 20, 30 minutes, I think.
4: 30. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say 45. Yeah. But I must say, like, in its defense, um, I, I was I, it helped me for the whole time it did help me for the whole time and it didn't feel apart from having a bit of a sub sort of bump towards the end mm. It I didn't feel like it was too long and I can't believe I'm saying that can't believe I'm saying that and um looking at it objectively now I think that's too long and before we went in to see it I was thinking oh that's going to be too long but watching it my emotional reaction to it was I did enjoy enjoy it for the whole two and a half hours for for what it was whether that meant I was engrossed in it which parts of it I was engrossed in whether that meant I was laughing at it Mm -hmm. because some of it is unintentionally funny and if people can't see that then they've got blinkers on they've got guadagnino colored specs on (laughs) um so it was unintentionally funny. Some of it was intentionally quite humorous in part as well. Um, and some of it was, was quite disturbing. Mm. I found I found I did find moments of it quite disturbing and some of the cruelty of the witches, the bits where they're jamming hooks into a certain uh, yeah. character just to lift mm-hmm. it up and how long that took to mm-hmm. do. i just I'm just quickly looking at an interview with the screenwriter and he says that um, I understood how this could work, that it could really be about the politics inside of the coven in in the context of the politics of Germany at the time in the middle of the German autumn. Suddenly it seemed like the scope of it could be quite a bit more dramatically instead of the sort of hermetically sealed kind of fever dream of the original. We can really have a much grander scale in terms of understanding the politics of the day. As soon as we started to talk about that, all of my trepidation went away. So this is a writer who who had trepidation about writing a horror movie. I didn't want to write a horror movie? It's essentially it's yeah. I'm getting vibes and I got vibes throughout the film actually. Yeah. That ending at that ending made me feel it as well, but there were moments throughout the film where I thought this in parts this film's resisting the urge to be a horror film. Yeah. Is that some sort of snobbery? Yeah, I, I
1: think it way. is. That still exists, doesn't it? Yeah. What a shame.
4: I mean he's been quoted, as, I can't find the quote now, but he's been he's been quoted as saying he
1: wasn't a fan of the original. This guy who's written the new one. I don't
2: understand why he's involved in the whole
1: project. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> well, Guadagnino had the rights to this for years, hasn't he? He tried yeah. to make it originally like two thousand seven, mm. and he's had the rights for years. Okay, yeah. And then after he, he worked with this guy on another film, didn't he? And right. he asked, and then he asked him to take a look at this and see what he could do with it. So he's been sitting on it for a long time. Yeah. A lot of it does
4: smack of snobbery. It's like when you they see interviews, certain interviews with the with the guy who made Hereditary Yeah. He has a similar attitude over. Don't call it a horror movie; it's a suspense, a th- whatever it is. And the the un- underneath it, and the guy, what's his name, John Krasinski, is it? Who mm. made the Quiet Place? A Quiet Place. He says he, he
1: wants he wants it to be called a psychological thriller.
4: Yeah. Or something. He came into it saying, "I'm not, you know, oh, it's it's not a horror movie. I'm not a horror. I'm not usually a horror fan." And I feel like there's a lot of people who will say, "Oh, well, I'll try my hand at that. I'll mm. make a horror movie and see how I, you know, I'm going to really elevate the genre." A quote-unquote horror movie. Yes, a quote-unquote horror movie. Or my favourite um, term, intelligent horror. Yeah. yeah. Because all of other horror isn't intelligent and it's for idiots. Um, a lot of this did smack of a little bit of that for me as well, must no, say. Definitely,
1: yeah, I got that.
0: I want to start work on a new piece. A piece about rebirths. The inevitable pull that they exert and our efforts to escape them. We learn it now, but, Susie, you will improvise freely at its heart. I'm interested in your instincts here. The piece will be called, Wieder Öffnen, Open Again.
4: When I was watching it, the set, uh, listeners of ours in the UK of a certain age, Get this, but a lot of it made me think of French and Saunders parodies (laughs) throughout it. I was thinking when French and Saunders do Fellini and Bergman uh, and stuff like that. I just kept imagining them, I kept imagining them doing it. And I thought if they still had a show now, they'd have a field day with Suspiria. I could
1: see them putting the face paint on and Jennifer Saunders would be a great Madame Blanc.
2: Mm. If people had the opportunity to be exposed to it, but given that it's only been shown in one shoebox yeah. in a remote corner of England and nobody yeah. gets to see it.
1: I know. <laughs> Has it not got a very wide release now? No. So I am um, I
4: wanted to see it today. I wanted to see it yesterday mm. again, because I thought I want to watch it again before we podcast about it, but couldn't find it on anywhere on a Monday. Mm. It's been on a fact. Um, one once or twice a day for the last week and then this week, it wasn't on yesterday it's on at 8.40 every day it's not on at the Odeon, it's not on at the View mm. um, we put a call out we'll come back to this later with our little contest but we put a call out for reviews of the film and a lot of people came back and said my local cinema, Emmy Costa said and a few other people said uh, my local cinema isn't showing it, I can't get to see it Yeah, which I think's a shame really given that
2: it did get quite a push I'm surprised at how unavailable mm-hmm. it was to be seen because it was getting a lot of, it, there was a lot of rotation of the trailer. Yeah, you, totally. There was a lot of pre-publicity for yeah, it. I'm yeah, surprised that's... it wasn't taken up yeah.
1: more. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure I saw it on like the side of a bus. I'm sure I've mm-hmm. seen Suspiria on the side of a bus. Yeah. At
3: the beginning she gave me things. Perfect
2: balance.
3: Sleep.
2: Oh, she wants to get
3: inside of me. I can feel her. Oh, she can see me. When you dance the dance of another, you
0: make yourself in the image of its creator.
3: I'm not even here yet. The dump looks incredible. One, two, three. The way she transmits
0: her work. You have to decide what is it you want to be for this company.
3: There's more in that building than what you can see, Doctor.
0: You are living with dangerous people. Mothers, pre-god, pre-devil. Mother Tenebrarum, Mother Lacrimarum, and Mother Suspiriorum. Darkness, tears, and sighs.
1: You're making some kind of deal with them.
4: in this film is very different to Susie in the original film isn't she um, so we'll, we'll probably go into spoilers pretty much around now-ish um, the big twist of the film was a little bit lost on me at first it took me a while to get my head around yeah. it I was thinking are they really saying that yeah. she is that yeah I got it <clears throat> I got it No, oh, but you're very smug <laughs> <laughs> smug <laughs> <laughs> where did you get it at the time or before Um, because I've heard a couple of re- reviews sorry who've, who've, who've um, mentioned the hints that were dropped throughout the film which I'll, I'll come back to
1: yeah no I think and uh, once you walked in you knew it was like oh here we go this is what's happening yeah because I wasn't sure I didn't know what was going on at first I thought there's because there's a scene where well when you go back and think about it after the fact it makes sense but I don't know if we're going to get into it now yeah go, like on, spoil it. go on spoiler alert there's but the scene where they're basically trying to do a ritual when they're doing the performance, are they? The Volk, yeah. And they've got Sarah downstairs and they're trying to. Is it Sarah? It's a uh, mere Goth. Yeah, kind of say, it's, it's, it's Sarah yeah, yeah. isn't it? Um, so they're almost trying to use it. This almost like a sacrifice. Right. But when they're doing the ritual, um, Susie like stops it on purpose. She gets it wrong by mistake. Ah, uh, right. But she bought well. That's to save Sarah's life. Well, no, it's be- it's because she doesn't want to show her hand too soon. She doesn't want to reveal too uh, early. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So, because if the if the ritual happens, then she'd become powerful. Mm. Whereas she didn't want it to happen in front of all those people. Right. Because she, she didn't want it to. She wanted to reveal it to. She was waiting for Helena Marcus mm. and mother Blanc to be together. Yeah. Right.
4: Okay. Much like in the original film, I keep going to say Emma Marcus. Which is slightly different. So that's an example
2: of why I need to go and see this film again because that went over my head.
4: Well, some of the things that were pointed out that I've read and listened to which are, which are really obvious when you think about makes it. makes sense
2: but it went over my head at the time.
1: Well, there was a land the mum says as well the mum says doesn't she? The she is my sin to the she's, world. She is my well. sin. So yeah. you kind of get the you know because they're right. very they, what, what was the uh, not Lutherans Mennonite. Mennonites Mennonites that's it. Yeah. So they're quite um, yeah. strict aren't they Religious.
4: Well there's that. Earlier on there's a moment where Sarah wakes up from um Susie wakes up from a dream and says, I know who I am. The moment where Sarah so there's a bit in it, isn't there, where um Dr. Clemper sends a couple of bungling police detectives around to the school to try and Flush out the witches mm. and they come around, and then the witches basically hypnotize them, don't they? And um, pointed the dicks, yeah, that yeah. Happened. So Sarah and Susie go rooting in the reception office, don't they? Looking mm. for details of where Patricia's ended up, and they hear noises in the next room. So then they look in, and there are the policemen, one of them's got his pants around his ankles, and they're like, they're like playing with his cock with, with one of the hooks on the tees and them. Um, just using them as playthings, humiliating them humiliating them Martin's got a gleeful look on mm-hmm. his face as he says this because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I did actually enjoy that little scene yeah not
3: because
2: I want people to be humiliated but I did think it was quite funny yeah, it, was it was quite funny. funny seeing women being in that position yeah actually and yeah. I think you don't often see that you don't often see that shift of yeah of power, it's usually women who are being humiliated and yeah. degraded.
4: Also, it was in the Rider Bill in, in 1977 as well, so there mm. probably weren't a lot of women who were allowed to be in that yeah. kind of position anyway. So while Sarah's off looking for files, Susie sees all this happening, and she just smiles mostly mm. and doesn't mention it to Sarah. So, I mean, that that, that was dropping a hint that something wasn't quite right mm. with, with Susie as well. Um, so then the big, the, re- the reveal at the end, and the last sort of, the last 10 minute, 15 minute moments of the big massacre has been argued by f- people who've watched the film as being one of the worst bits of the film. They, said they think it's so ridiculous it completely took them out of it and wasn't in fitting with the rest of the film. But the reveal in this scene is that the whole time we've been watching Susie thinking, oh my god, she's going to be used as a sacrifice or she's going to be used as a vessel for the mother of size.
1: Well, that's the plan. That's what the plan is. That's to what do. they hmm. think they're That's doing.
4: why they've Brought it in In the first place yeah. But what they didn't realise Is it was She's come here Because she planned To come here Yeah Because she Actually is Yeah The mother Yeah mm. Mother arm. She's been that The whole time So Helena Mar- Melda Marcos mm. Melda Marcos And, and Tilda Blanc mm. Weren't anything Like that. Like what they thought They were Basically
1: No, Well I think mother Blanc She doesn't really She never really Represents herself As if she is Yeah Whereas Helena Marcus kind, of, if you get the impression she does, she's trying to, she's trying to be that, and yeah. it's corrupted her basically. Yeah. So yeah, she acts as if she is the, you know, mother. Yeah. When she's
4: not. So underneath the school, in the basement, in the sort of there's like a big temple downstairs. Helena Marcos is, is she's a bit like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> yeah. In a way, also played by Tilda Swinton, and she's got this like weird sort of
1: growth, growth or? of it. Is it like a
4: it's an arm. A, it's an arm on, yeah. on her arm, and she's like a mutated kind of creature thing that's in the basement.
1: I think it's just to show the, the corruption. Basically. It's corruption, mm-hmm. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's something that's been twisted and
4: made unnatural and all that kind of stuff. So she's under there. Um, and they, what they think the plan is, what the witches think the plan is, is to get a girl who they can sacrifice and use as a vessel. Mm. For Helena Marcus because she's trapped in that body, is that right? Yeah, and they think that's going to be
1: Susie. They thought it might be Patricia. Well, no. Well, from the look of it, I think Patrick They're in a little in a way that's quite similar to hereditary, They needed those three girls as the sacrifice because they're all still alive. When Olga, true, yeah. when Olga gets all snapped up, she's still alive, and not she? So yeah. they need those girls alive for the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. But didn't
2: the other didn't Olga or Patricia or both didn't? isn't there something about those processes going wrong as well? I'm sure Matt, Matt and Blanc says mm. something. Yeah. There's something that it's said a couple of times, it says we've got to get this one right. Yeah, but well, they didn't like,
4: they didn't, well, Patricia, I just assumed it was just one girl they were after and Patricia mm. it didn't work with, so she ran mm-hmm. off. She got onto what mm-hmm. they were doing and ran away, so that's what she was referring to when she said,
1: we've right. got to get it right this time. Because there's a yeah. line that Tilda Swinton says, and it's about we we have to go back to the old ways. So maybe this ritual downstairs is like the old, you know, that they've not they've not done for a while. Hmm.
4: We're picking this film apart back to front. If yeah. Assist. However, it actually makes more sense yes, <laughs> to do yes. it this way. Um, it's like work backwards. So earlier in the film, we hear the witches taking a vote, and some vote Marcos and some vote blank. There's kinds of power struggle within within the coven, hmm. isn't it? Um, which is a new element that wasn't in the original Suspiria and I do think that's quite interesting, yeah. mm. I do think that's interesting. although
1: it's interesting that which is covered to be a democracy you <laughs> think thinking why, would, why it, would you vote why would it just work that <laughs> the strongest powers mm. win yeah
4: exactly exactly and also I suppose that's quite a big hint throughout the film is that that never happens mm. that they can vote and there isn't someone who just comes in and goes well no I'm the, I'm the boss mm. yeah. I'm going to blow your head up yeah, yeah. You know, no one does that, and you know. So I suppose that is a bit of a hint that there's another another card to be played. But yeah, so the girls in the school who are dancing are they witches too, or are they under the illusion that they're just at a dance school? So yeah, I don't. It, it's the teachers, the witches. Because you see, some of the girls go out drinking with them, mm. and some of them don't. So it's never quite. You never really. It's know. not
2: clear. I don't know whether they yeah it's hard to know I don't know whether they're witches or whether they are going to become witches or whether they are Maybe just like the, the clean, vessel, victims yeah. and vessels yeah. of the cover yeah yeah. there's something about youth and power isn't there yeah
4: what did we think of the soundtrack I quite enjoyed it more than I anticipated I thought it was really lovely in part I did I enjoyed it I listened to it without the film as well mm. and really enjoyed it and I've never been a big Radiohead fan mm. I've always sort of appreciated what they do and know that they're mm. good but that's just not for me no, and too. his voice really isn't for me mm. but I enjoyed the music and I enjoyed the bits where he sang as well I was, mm. quite, I was quite impressed actually
1: definitely wasn't the negative of the film anyway no. it definitely added the positive deaths and murders the kinds of human far between yeah I think that's one of my one of my problems kind of promises a lot you know the name Suspiria everyone knows it's, the fa- it's like the one of the most famous kills in the the, the first kill with the you know yeah. being, going through the stained glass window yeah and just amazing and the then Barbed by a room. Yeah. room. Pen was
4: like, room, there's bar-bar-wire... no Barbed room, no, what's going no, on? <laughs> and there's
2: one bit there's one bit where it looks very I thought it, this looks very similar to the Barbedwaier yeah. room. Um but no. No barbed room. It 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 disappointed me in that respect.
4: It, yeah, it disappointed me a bit and the the big scene that everybody was raving about before the
1: film. Oh, God, yeah. And when I that
4: happened, I, I thought it was good, but I was, still wasn't, like, amazed.
1: I was like, where's this scene that everyone's been describing? Was, was that supposed to be it? Yeah,
4: it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. So in this scene, so dance plays a big part in this ver- mm-hmm. this version of Suspiria, doesn't it? And it actually made me realise when you look at the original Suspiria, they kind of gloss over the dancey bit. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: it's an afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas all these... Actresses and dancers blatantly were trained within an inch yeah. of their lives to and choreographed within each of their yeah. lives to perform in
4: this film. And they look and they look great. They looked amazing. The dance is great. Yeah, the world of dance is quite pretentious to yeah. me anyway. So I think that's what adds a lot of the pretentious feel to this film. And so Madame film.
2: and Madame Blanc's commentary and yeah. and teachings around it could yeah. not be more.
4: Break the nose of beauty, yeah. I think she says it one You've
1: got you to speak French, you've got to learn French if you want to be a dancer. <laughs> and then she kept lapsing into French as well, yeah. and it was just, it was
4: wonderful. But the thing is, like, I was laughing at these bits, but I thought they were wonderful at the same yeah. time. I mm. thought this is just so utterly highbrow, and so utterly middle class. Yeah, It's like Don't- Radio 4 made a horror movie. <laughs> Don't go <laughs> behind,
2: <laughs> just create a gap. Between yourself and the, and earth, the floor or, the or floor
4: something. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so the dance stuff um, yeah. plays a big part, doesn't it? Mm. And it, I think it emerges that the that part of their ritual. So the mother of size. Well that's how that's how they do spells. That's what mm. I mean. Yeah. So the mother of size is connected to that building, isn't she? I mm. think that was like the original idea, was that the three mothers, so the each ones in a, in a building. The mother of size is very specific to this dance academy. Mm.
1: Therefore, the dance is part of the the spell. It. It. So well, I don't even think it's part of the spell. That is the spell. Mm. there's the actual the movements. Yeah. That's why she's got to get the moves so perfect because the actual movements are the spell. Mm. It's not the part of it. They don't have words. It's yeah. literally all motion and movements. Yeah. So which I to be fair, I think that's one of the strongest. It's a great. That, that's a great, great little plot. It's a, yeah, yeah it's a good premise,
4: and it? it's different. It's definitely different to the original. So the first time we see that in, in motion, yeah. in action, is the famous. What's going to become a very famous death scene? So, Madame Blanc is instructing.
1: Although it's not a death scene.
4: She doesn't die. Does she, she doesn't die. <laughs> a body horror body um, shot. Yeah. Mm. C- c- uh, twisting yeah. contortionist meme scene. Yeah. Call yeah. a meme <laughs> scene. Anti meme Um. So, Madame Blanc is instructing Susie how to do certain dance moves, isn't she? Yeah. And then downstairs in another sort of um dance class that's all mirrors. It's a wall of mirrors. It's a room of mirrors, isn't it? So, Olga, the character Olga is kind of onto them as well she's over them she's getting out of there so they're like right we can't let her go Mm. so they lock her in this other room so whilst Susie is upstairs doing these moves we see that each move has an effect on Olga downstairs Mm. so she's a bit like a voodoo doll Mm. isn't she and she's being twisted and torn and all this sort of stuff and a jaw like a pretzel yeah like a pretzel and her jaw is being knocked out of place
1: I mean there were some good bits in it but I think the way that it was hyped up by all these people who'd seen the festivals I was just like that that's just bullshit there's, that's not that's not the scene that was described to me yeah the only bits that I thought this is going to sound bad but the only bits that I actually thought were even a bit challenging was like where she pissed herself and, that and was it's like bit. and mm. you're like you, you know you don't usually see people aren't going to do that in a yeah. film and so I'm like fair enough you know that, yeah. that, that was good but I think the rest of it was a bit was yeah. a bit tame so how was that scene described because I literally
2: people are, other than knowing that this was coming out I have not Looked any previews or anything or anything.
4: It was the usual kind of film festival wasn't it?
1: People left. People walked out of the uh, room. It's like the most shocking scene in a horror film in twenty eighteen yeah. or people were horrified. It was really disturbing.
4: It's like nothing you've ever seen. All that kind of stuff, um, that made it out that it's gonna be awful. So when it came on, that was the one bit of that's the one bit of hype i would read, read about the film because um Bullshit, disgusting shit. Mm. It, way, so when that scene began, I was like, "Oh, we're together. Here we go. Horror is beginning." And did I think mm. it was effective. It definitely yeah. was effective. But I've probably been more disturbed by a scene in yeah, a
2: definitely. horror film. It's like like list five. I think most people who've seen lots of horror films, even if they're not major horror fans, have been just dis- have seen more disturbing, yeah. more horrific things. Yeah. It was disturbing, but not nothing to the extent that you, people would leave
4: the cinema yeah but people left four people yeah, left yeah there was
1: people leaving the house not
4: really but I think they might have been bored, bored yeah boredom people were like because uh, uh, there's
1: like been like a wave of like oh
4: three people left my screen and oh two people left mine this is too d- middle
1: class for me I'm getting off uh, yeah <laughs> I don't know. I don't think people
4: were leaving because they were horrified I no I don't think I had that power I think probably people did uh, people left because they were bored or yeah. they were
2: just over patronised
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> That was the first death scene. What other deaths happened? Uh, well, she finds Patricia, doesn't she? But you don't know really know what's happened to her. Something awful's happened to Patricia doesn't. Yeah, it? she's all like just she gets chased by something, but you don't really see what it is. Yeah, and
4: that moment that moment where she where she finds the body is felt really like jammed into the film. Mm. It didn't feel right. Yeah, she just literally was... walked into a corridor and there were there were bodies in the walls. Yeah. And it felt like there was no build up to that that scene and nothing ever really came of it other than, you know Oh, Apparently the original, the, the original
1: cut is three hours, so maybe something was taken out there to right. speed it up. But in ironically speeding the scene up is it's lost the power because you yeah. don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, no. Definitely. Yeah, because they're just getting ready, aren't they? And then she just walks off. She's like, "You're getting ready for this big important show, and then you just walk off somewhere." Yeah. Why, why would that mm. happen?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite strange. Um, and then she breaks a leg, which you know, a bit of injury detail is always it was always good horror, isn't it? That was quite like yeah, well, that was gross yeah. Um, and then so essentially they kind of save all the real horror and gore for the last 10, 15 minutes, don't mm. they? And it's kind of like they're saying, all right, you've sat here for two two hours and ten minutes, we'll give you what you know, we'll give you some real horror. But at that point, it comes across like when that whole moment with the routine. <laughs> the dance routine and in the, in the sort of red see-through dress and stuff it all became a bit hammer horror for me Yeah. and hammer horror's fine but it's not really what I was expecting from mm. this overhyped Suspiria remake It was like oh, okay well this is interesting and it just made me think I was watching it thinking I've seen this before and it's in there's it a hammer film from 66 called The Witches with mm, Joan yeah. Fontaine that ends in a in a choreographed dance, which is dancing, and I've sat and laughed at that in the living room of my house. So I sat and laughed at this yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the cinema.
1: What scene do you mean? Do you mean the, the vault performance, or do you mean the about oh, no, the, the, the ritual? The ritual, yeah. At the very end, yeah. The vault performance had
4: more place in the film, yeah, yeah, because it's a dance school and they were given a recital and all yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. that that was yeah, fine. Yeah, but the dance. Rich massacre Dance Massacre At the end That sounds like a disco just like Yeah Some weird disco album Yeah Ben describes it as um, uh, Hieronymus Bosch does pants people <laughs> <laughs> um, And it, it was like Quite hilarious to look at I thought I didn't take any of that I
1: think seriously. there's one I think when you first go in There's one shot Where it zooms in on someone And it She's like making weird Guttural noises I mm. it kind of it, it's, it goes a bit too far you're kind yeah. of like this has gone a bit silly now really really silly yeah like really silly I thought it was a good although to be fair to him at least he's done it he hasn't copped out and gone oh you know I don't. this will look silly if I put it in he has at least put it in you know what I mean and it's bold yeah it's bold and I'll never I'll never slack a film off for being bold mm. definitely not but I will call it out when I think it's silly and I'll laugh yeah. at it um, it's just jarring as you say for the first yeah. two hours you've had this and then it goes like that it can't it's like I want to be this kind of intelligent horror but then at the end I'm putting this like silly bit in it's like be yeah. silly or you know if you're going to yeah. be silly commit to being silly
4: give mm. us more silly throughout the film yeah, and then yeah. it'll make a bit more sense when it comes at the end I thought I, so, so. I thought uh, I thought there was some great dark imagery I thought the bit with the, like death emerging from that was amazing. from hmm. that was underground unbelievable. The big hand coming out and then so so basically Susie reveals herself as the mother of size yeah and then someone's death to come and pop everybody's heads like balloons. Well,
1: it was all the people who voted against her. Yeah. yeah. Well, who voted against Madame Blanc? Yeah. Who voted for um? Helena Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. Um, because I think that's it. it. It's you know Madame Blanc was just kind of like supporting. You know, uh, she was like she was for her. She was for the mother, but Helena Marcus was portraying herself as the mother, yeah. which she didn't like.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that did sort of... It, it, I noticed it lost a lot of people, that, that scene. I just thought it was funny, and I thought... I've, I've sort of giggled throughout the film at its pretensions, so I don't really mind it, but it is fucking hilarious, mm. this dancing.
2: I liked it in its own right. Yeah. As part of that whole film. It was t- stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> no and god knows we like ridiculous we do we gosh. love ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you say i think if you're going to be silly at the end of the film be more silly lighten the load earlier on in the yeah. film or don't be maybe don't be silly at the end of the film <laughs> maybe don't be silly That's don't a, be silly actually for. just be actually another way could have been to just try and create something that was completely and utterly dark and sinister yeah yeah didn't necessarily have
4: to be bloody but something very very dark Mm -hmm. and sinister they had the ability to do it because those witches one of the powers of the film one of the most powerful aspects of the film was by the end of the film you don't know where the witches will go they are unpredictable yeah they're an unpredictable bunch I you say one minute they quite they come across quite warm and then, then they come across really sinister. Mm. There's great moments where they're cackling. They're, I the, love those. I love it when they're in the cafe yeah. know, and they're drinking
2: and eating. It's just uh, you. Just think, I re- I, I'm, I'm terrified t- by that
4: group of women, and I want to be there with that group of women. The bit with and the bit where they attack the doctor and yeah. drag him into the house mm. and start screaming at them and mm. cackling and laughing. They're oh, so horrible. You really don't know where they're going to go, no. and that. That's a great power to have, mm-hmm. That's the, and and you know that shows that the film does work on a lot of levels. Because yeah. by then, by then you are thinking, "Oh fuck, what's going to happen?" So it would have been good for them to go down a completely different route, other than popping heads and CG a lot of CGI blood, yeah, that was cartoon blood, and poor Martin Blanc with her floppy head, with a floppy head, so she gets like beheaded, half beheaded Half-headed. by Helena, by Meltemakis. <laughs> So, so, spoiler, and then just gets carried off at the end.
2: She's left the academy with, the apology, with some very sad news. Madame Blanc will no longer be working at the academy.
4: And they try to reattach her head. But they try to reattach her head to carry her off?
2: (laughs) What are you going to do with a head attached?
1: Yeah, Yeah. because is not a weird. That that is a real. a jumper in the boat. (laughs) It's like a weird comedic scene, there, isn't it? Where they say, "Oh, some of the some of the teachers have left," and then you just see the bodies getting piled up in the basement. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and And they try they try and reattach her head, and she wakes up, and then but then it falls off again. Yeah. So,
4: Doctor Klemperer... So he starts to piece stuff together, doesn't he? And then the, the witches realise that he could be onto them. And they say that they need a witness for their ritual to to work. Yeah. So they use they use glamour techniques, don't they, to get him Yeah. They they start glamouring to get him over to the to the school. And they use the wife that he lost during the war, Anka, hmm. who's played by Jessica Harper. What did we think of that little cameo? That was great. Yeah, That's, I did. That, liked it. that was good. Cool. I thought it was lovely. I thought it was quite touching. Quite, mm-hmm. it was quite moving. I thought it was really nice. So they get him over there, and then they strip him naked. Much has been made of Tilda Swinton's prosthetic penis as well, as she's watching, <laughs> as she's watching the ritual, as he is watching the ritual. <laughs> um, but all so all of that stuff about when he when he references the Third Reich and and the the parallels that they draw and. I thought that I thought there was a potential to delve into that. Hmm. It's like, what were these witches doing back then? Yeah. What what sort of because there's all that kind of stuff with the, the, with Hitler and his obsession with, with the, the occult. With the occult yeah. yeah. The
1: occult. Were they what, working with the Nazis doing the, the occult rituals or couldn't, couldn't that have that was a, that could have been really interesting yeah. and that could have been a dark way to take it mm. other than the popping heads. Probably it's t- probably too dark, isn't it? You don't want to be large one tree getting booted out of can anymore, do you?
4: Mm, I suppose, but that's the kind of boldness I really appreciate. That yeah, no, somebody I, get well, it's like. Oh, they're gonna go there. You
2: yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm sort of disappointed that we don't get that boldness. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I suppose the, the reality is that these days nobody's gonna quite go there, are you? No, there'll probably be some
1: directors that will, but not at that. No, not at yeah. that level of studio investment. I yeah, I think you've probably got to look for like a Gaspar now or yeah. Um, even the old Lars von Trier, as I just mentioned, he's probably... Hasn't he got a film out soon? Lars von Trier? Yeah. House that Jack built? Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that Yeah, film. me too. <laughs> that's like that's another one. It's like two and a half hours long now, isn't it? Most of his films are quite long, but, yeah. I, mm-hmm. but I think he's a brilliant director, so... Yeah. I'll, I'll, um If I sat through sparely for two and a half hours, I'll sit through uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'll, I
4: do look forward to seeing that. Uh, one thing that got me through the two and a half hour runtime was I started to realise Dakota Johnson was making me think of Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then I was watching her thinking how different would this film be if that was Lindsay Lowen playing that part? I think Dakota Johnson is quite good in this film. Mm. I don't know her, I can't compare it to anything else she's done. I'm not I'm not on her she's not on my wavelength, yeah. on my radar, I don't know who she is. Um what the way she came across in this film was a bit of a blank canvas for me. And I don't know whether that she's just it's just like a subtle thing to do so she didn't come across as the mother of tears. I, I from think the it's that. I think, I, do think
1: that, I do think that's <clears throat> what it is. she's purposely underplayed it so that you, yeah, so that you don't get the twist until right at the end. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's fine. I, I totally
4: get that. I think because of that though, I think Sarah stood out more for me. Mm. I thought she was, like, a little bit more... Like, there's a lot of this that, film that Susie's not in. thought that,
1: that Mia Goths character? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: No, yeah. she was good. I liked it. The stuff where it went off with her when yeah. she was going off to see Dr. Klemperer. Yeah. I thought that was nice, and I thought that was pacey. Mm. The thing is, if you make a horror film, A, if it's two and a half hours long, it, the pace is going to suffer. B, if you start separating it into acts like it's a play... Mm. Um like it's a way like it's like a proper art house film, you are gonna suffer with the pace. Because the actors didn't really differentiate from each other either. It just no. sort of went along and the actors were felt like they'd just been dropped on. You know, the titles yeah, have been dropped treatment. on. Yeah. Funnily enough, the moment where Sarah goes to see Dr. Clemper for the first time and when she leaves his office, there's a bit where I think it's missed. Um, is it um one of the witches is it Miss Tanner? I think, or it's one of them. Elsie Tanner, is it?
2: Elsie Tanner. Elsie Tanner. Yeah. Is her name Elsie Tanner? Yeah.
4: No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I missed that. I thought Ben wouldn't have missed that. Um, she stood across the road, watching her with yeah. a smile on her face, and it made me think of the witches, the mm. Nicholas Rogue film. Mm. The moments in that were that are very, very similar. I think that's a better film. Yeah. There's lots of good stuff in there. Yeah, there's lots
1: of pointless stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, there's good stuff. I'd say I would have liked to have seen. I thought it, what they saw it was interesting, and I'm saying this, but if they showed more, I'd probably complain. But uh, <laughs> her childhood in Ohio and the stuff with the mother, her, her actual mother, and I th- that's interesting because you know we have all when we talk about witches in films and you know women making pacts with the devil and doing stuff like this so is that what is that what the mother's sin is is this what's caused it because you don't get the background of yeah. why this happens but well, maybe if it did maybe if it did I'd probably complain you over explaining it so I think to give you enough to get you interested yeah in what How is has this come about how is she the mother I think the interesting bits are really interesting yeah
4: I think that's it I think the, the interesting bits are really interesting the good stuff's really good the horror is really good when there's horror in it yeah there's a lot of filler in between, yeah. And I, I get that. I, I I get that they wanted to tell a story that was a story that was considered in its pace. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I get that they wanted to do that, and I get that for whatever reason, whether they're being fucking snobs or they want to be clever or it's just their bag, I get that they wanted to tell a film that wasn't the usual ninety-minute race through horror movie, and and I, I get that that's what they've tried to do, and you know, good for them, good for them. Um, but I don't think it really worked. of the time there was too many points where you were left asking
2: why and it didn't resolve but it didn't add to the experience I'm quite happy to be to be sideswiped by Mm. things not being clear in a film and it to be a bit of experience but there was there was too much of that it didn't add for me it it didn't add to the atmosphere it just made it a bit Confusing, Ooh. and the confused, the confusion wasn't about trying to trying to make me disorientated to add to my experience of the film. Yeah. It was just confusing.
4: Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean because. When you think about like Twin Peaks and stuff like that. When you think about what David Lynch does, you don't always know what's what's going on. In fact, a lot of the time you're left there scratching your head and you're absolutely baffled by what, what he's doing and what he's saying. But you kinda of get you do get something from that. That is part of the experience. That kind of being a bit puzzled, trying to piece everything together, feels like it's there on purpose in a non-sort of condescending way. It's like he's throwing it out there, he's an artist, that's what he's creating. Whereas with this film I felt like, in a way, uh, I felt like the the confusion didn't add anything. So yeah, I agree. Case in point, you
2: said, "Stay beyond the credits because of the tag scene." Oh, what was the tag? Pointless. Nothing. Literally nothing. No. Literally nothing. Susie appears on screen. Yeah. Mother of size appears on street, screen. And does something at the side of the screen, vaguely, in a blurry bit at the side of the screen, with a hand and that's all that you see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gone. Well, not even ten seconds long. Okay. I didn't know they wanted to shoot yourself in the head. shoot you in the head. Or the you in the head.
4: For all the issues I've got with this film, I had similar issues with Hereditary. I came out of Hereditary thinking I want to see it again. I watched it again. I liked it a lot more. I came out of this one thing and I want to see it again, so I'm intrigued to see if I like it more, mm. and it possibly will, because there was a lot about it that I like, and I do quite like a pretentious arty film, so that's fine. Mm. That that doesn't put me off watching it again. I'd like to watch it again and get more out of it. Hopefully, I will.
1: Um, I don't think it's a bad film at all. I, I, you I know, wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a bad film. Yeah. I think it's just the would, peaks are high, but the troughs are quite low. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think, I think that's that's right. my that,
4: that's the way I describe it, and. I and as much as as much as um I've got a bit of an issue with all of these people coming in saying, oh uh, you know I've never really been a big horror fan but I'm gonna have a go at it and make something that's gonna gonna um you know elevate horror films. I'm not a fan of them. They can fuck off. No. Horror doesn't need elevators. It doesn't need to be elevated. However, I think it does. It is making for interesting, surprising films coming out. Yeah. Because this is interesting. There are surprises in it. Mm. Hereditary read interesting. Was interesting. Mm ultimately they leave you feeling a bit flat because you think well we didn't you know that i've i've seen enough horror movies to know that this kind of story can be told better and has been yeah. told better by paranormal activity 3 or by yeah. the original susperia which i noticed today some reviewer referred to as let me read this to you oh, uh, i've oh,
1: about this it made me angry <laughs> it
4: made me very angry there was a review. I started reading it whilst I was gathering notes for the film. The review began with, Where Argento's film feels lurid and vaguely disreputable, Guadagnino's is high art. Fuck oh So, those people can fuck off.
1: Yeah. And die. Um, do we think that people that don't like horror films can't really make great horror films? Do we think it's that? I do like the idea of ch- people challenging themselves with this but I don't like them coming to it with a
4: snobby... I'm, I'm better think, attitude,
2: yeah. I, I, yeah, I can see that. But I think you've got to commit to making a horror. Yeah. You can't go to horror and think, I don't really like it and I don't really want to. Yeah. Because you don't make a horror then. You make some half-assed yeah. mess of different, of different things, different intentions. Whereas... If you're going to make a horror film, make a horror film. If you're going to make a sinister film, a sinister arty film, make a sinister arty film. It doesn't have to be horror, mm. but commit to commit yeah. to what you're doing. I wonder with this whether the director and the writer were never really committed to making mm. Suspiria the horror film. Yeah. They were very committed to making Suspiria a clever film. Yeah, mm. and yeah. that's it. And I'd like to. I would like to see it again. I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced, but I'd like to see it again because I'd love to see where I get out of it and I'd love to have the experience again and see if it does give me more and what it's yeah. like on repeated and, Yeah. Um
4: it's that fucking long you'd expect more somewhere Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not
2: I'm not I'm not going for repeated viewing because I'm in I've seen it once and I'm in love with the film
4: and I want to keep on Yeah, seeing it necessarily
2: I'm intrigued by it yeah
4: totally totally and what would you say um, to the idea that um, Luca Guadagnino might be interested in making a mother of
1: a Three Mothers trilogy. We've got, we're going to get. It'll be a franchise. And then they'll all, they'll all team up in the fourth film. <gasps> wow. And what, they'll be fighting each other. Mothers Assemble. Oh, definitely, yeah. That sounds great. It's definitely divided
4: people. This film is divided people. It's I'm, divided me. I, it's I'm the, <laughs> <laughs> Like Germany? Like, oh, well, yeah. Then, yeah. Divided Germany? Yeah. Divided... Coven, maybe that was
1: the point of all along. Yeah. We're part of the experiment. Yeah, maybe it was actually one giant spell. <gasps> maybe. Yeah, no, that's it. I. i literally I'm not sure because there's just as I said, there, there's too much. There's good stuff and there's yeah. bad stuff and there's no. If it was all bad, you could just say oh it was shite and mm. forget about it. Obviously. And if it was yeah. all good, you'd say it's a great yeah. film. But there's too much good and too much bad to really dismiss yeah. it or.
4: Yeah, you can't just dismiss it. That's yeah, that's, a yeah. that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So it does divide people. There have been a lot of quite mixed responses. We put a call out on on Twitter and Facebook, just saying to people we'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, we also managed to end up with two very gorgeous promotional posters for the film, official ones. Um, we haven't obviously, honestly, we haven't just drawn them up quickly. Um, so. Um, we thought we'd read the reviews out and we would pick at random for the two people to win the posters. Nope.
1: Jonathan, do you want to go first? What ones have you got? Okay, I've got a review from Craig Sanders. Yeah. Um, I felt a little bit like it was your name only. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. So much of it was different from the original, which I suppose is kind of the point. But it then just makes you feel like there were missed opportunities to make the original scenes and twist them. I squealed when the original Susie Banyan turned up, though. Oh, to me, Cause you, were, I remember you said, "Where is she?" I haven't seen it yet. And then, like, oh, wait, and then, like two minutes later, she flashed up on screen for she, a second. Yeah, yeah. And then a, a review from Gaily Dreadful: <laughs> Confounding, and beautiful, and thrilling, and grotesque, and challenging, and frustrating, and dense. Yeah.
2: Uh, yes.
1: And Tilda Swinton is boss, or a <laughs> yes. boss.
2: Yes. Both. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm with I'm with I'm with all
4: of them All of those things Yeah,
2: definitely I have a review From Rebecca McCullum. There was lots I liked Sorry, there was lots I liked And some aspects I didn't Tom York's Soundtrack was beautiful And there were some Standout moments That I really enjoyed Susie's first dance And her stare out With Madame Blanc Being two that come Straight to mind. It felt as though It was trying to do A bit too much And although I'd have to see it again to make a final decision I really wasn't keen on the last half hour or so of the film
3: hmm. fair enough yeah
4: yeah
2: um, AJ Narcona says it's good and perhaps even gorier than the original with how visceral the horror is done as it's as its its own thing as good as Tom York's score was did miss the Goblin original soundtrack that would have made the action devastating um, finally, um, Matthew Penny says, "Film of the year. Yeah. I wish it could be more. I wish I could be more detailed with the review, but the entire thing gave me whiplash. I need to see it again because it hasn't left my mind."
4: Sin. Well, Matthew Penny, that's not good enough. We need a full review. Yeah. And we're going to sit here and wait until you
2: give us it. Have it on my desk by Wednesday
4: morning. <laughs> Watch Or you'll get Madame Lash. Madame Lash Madame Lash Uh, Okay, so my review is Mikhail Stephenson says I watched it last night but over here so subtitles were in Dutch and my German is a little sketchy these days he's in the Netherlands Ah. Uh, so the dialogue might have gone over my head at some point I enjoyed it bit chaotic with all the Bard and Meinhof references but I liked the move to Berlin animalistic and sexy with some intentionally and unintentionally funny bits I would have liked it to have been just a bit more tense the performances were faultless.
1: I could probably agree with that. I don't get why they cast Tilda Swinton as a as Doctor Klemperer. I
4: would like a, I would like a, an explanation because <laughs> I think she did a perfectly good job, but it's just why. Yeah, and why does she have to be so loudly? That's Doctor Clumber.
1: What was the fuck it's was she eating? It was like, what well, I was looking at it thinking, what the fuck? It's like a, it's like a sick flan. Looked like a, a taco. I saw yeah, like, yeah. like eating a taco in the seventies yeah. in Germany. Yeah, it, was, it was quite strange. It was bizarre. <laughs> it was <quite> strange. <laughs> it yeah. might have been like some hollowed-out bread, but it was. Yeah. I could It was bizarre, and she was eating a cake. It's like you're eating fucking weird bread, and she's eating a cake. What? Like, this is just. Yeah. yeah. The yeah.
4: and I think um. I think michael Michael's right about the tension as well. I think there were certainly tense moments and there was a feeling of dread throughout that was quite cool, hmm. but it didn't ratchet the tension up. there wasn't like that build that you yeah. like that you no. like to have in a horror movie was there you know wasn't a, there wasn't a great build. Because I
1: think they were trying to build some with the Volk I thought the Volk scene was probably one of the strongest scenes in the film. But then right before it, you got the weird, stupid Sarah scene, which we have said it was out of place. It so was, was, yeah. yeah, it just it felt strange. If that act would, because that act starts with the, as the performance is starting, so I think if they could have just structured it a bit better, then I thought it, it broke her up in a strange way. Yeah, definitely.
4: Jane Richards says, "Brilliant, bold, and bloody great reimagining, rivaling the original." Bold of you, James. made even better by its inquisitive, suspenseful soundtrack. I like his boldness. A very handsome listener called Ben Uden says, <laughs> It wasn't great for me, really, I'm afraid in my opinion it was too long largely dull and with little tension although I did enjoy some elements of it the backdrop of the political unrest was interesting Tilda Swinton was compelling and the climactic scene that looked like Francis Bacon had teamed up with pants people to recreate a Hieronymus (laughs) Bosch painting was fun and then finally our friend Senor Ward who's a great supporter of our podcast and a Jallo expert so obviously he loves this film because it's a Jallo according to Cox Um, so he says okay right He says, right after the screening, I felt a bit conflicted. Plenty that I really liked the look, the acting, the cover, and the dancing. Wasn't crazy about the world building outside the school, kind of felt superfluous and left me not feeling the claustrophobic threat of the school that the original gave me. Felt the ending ceremony started off quite cool, but the makeup and over the top gore did put me off. It's been just over a week now and it's grown on me. Still think I could have lost some of the Berlin World War II plot. Still think Tilda's multiple roles feel unnecessary and gratuitous. And the ending go was OTT. But otherwise I do like it. Uh, I like how they took the ideas and ran with it. And art direction was great. Horror films are really that long. And you, really can't, you can't really sustain the tension for that amount of time. I wrote in a tweet that I felt like they, they weren't just making a horror film. Like horror wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I felt that came through. I still liked it but definitely had issues it'll be interesting to see how we feel about it on a rewatch I think I'll probably enjoy it a bit more once I know what I'm in for so thank you very much everyone for giving those reviews we really appreciate you getting involved and now that we've got the Facebook page up and running we want people to get more involved so feel free to give us reviews on one of your films you want to talk about also leave leave comments and let us know what you know what you want us to talk about and review our episodes we, you know, we're happy for you to give us the lowdown on what you think of what we've been
1: saying we do talk a lot of crap yeah. Tell us if we talk a lot of crap or tell us if you love us. Yeah. Was this was this last episode just like the film Suspiria? <laughs> 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 yes. Was
4: it too, yes. Was it too much? But, um, so, yeah. We really appreciate the reviews. So, we picked... Two at random. Matthew Penny, you don't qualify because you were at the screening that I was at, and you got a poster, so you're not getting one. <laughs> so um, you're not getting one. Um, and you didn't
2: write a detailed review. No, and we are still waiting. Actually, <laughs> we're
4: here. We're here. We're waiting. Ben, you're not getting one because you live with me, and we've got a poster. So we thought that the uh, the winning two reviews who will receive a poster in the in the mail are Rebecca McCallum and Jane Richards. Yeah. So congratulations to you both. Yay. Let's give you the clap. There you go, you have the clap courtesy of me. <laughs> Mainly courtesy of Jonathan Baller. He's riddled. So <laughs> yeah, riddled. Yeah, there you go. But there you go. Um so I would go so I would say for fans of horror, fans of the original spirit who haven't seen this film, I would say despite all of the misgivings we've listed, there's a lot in there um to enjoy and um I do think I'll like it more the second time. I would say go and see it. Would you say go and see I it? I would
2: say go and see it, yeah.
4: Yeah. If, if you can. Yeah. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> you might have to wait for the Blu ray.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say watch it. Yeah. But just be prepared for a, a bumpy ride. Yes, definitely. I think it might be coming to streaming services pretty fast because I think I have a movie. Uh, like one of the distributors, and they, yeah, yeah, because I know Mandy has been out pretty fast, hasn't it? And Amazon, and Amazon, and, yeah, so it's part of Amazon, and yeah. We've got to deal, yeah. So I think we it might be on, pretty, it'll be, pretty yeah, pretty it'll true. be on Prime
4: yeah, mean. yeah. And you can watch it in the comfort of your own home where you can pause it and go make a cup of tea, come back to it, <laughs> or um, you could pretend it's a, it's a TV series and you're binge, binge watching it. <laughs> It's actually that long. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. Um, what are you going to say okay. um, so there you go. A flawed film. Um, it hasn't really elevated me in any way. However, it's it's definitely an interesting addition to the Suspiria mythos. And I'm happy hmm. that it's there. I'm happy someone's had a go. I'm happy yeah. that he's done it. And I'm happy that he's made a, a very, very different film from the original. What do, you, what do you think? If you'd like to chime in and let us know you can get us on um, Facebook. We've, I've now reinstated our Facebook page. Last year, I started the Facebook page, but I did it in, in my um, alter ego, Nomi Malone's Facebook. Ah. And Facebook thought I was spam, so they deleted us on the page. So it <laughs> we But I finally started the Facebook page up again, so we're on there. So if you go on Facebook, search for Screaming Queens with a Z podcast, and you'll find us there. Please join us and... Join in. You can get me on Twitter at Johnny Larkin. You can get Jonathan Butler. Uh, Cthulhu five oh two. Where can you get Martin?
2: Oh, I'll be with the Gangabal women cackling in a Berlin cafe.
4: <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we shall be back with you in a fortnight. A you to
0: think? <laughs> <laughs>